Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast a post-game edition recap of the Broncos win over the Detroit Lions. Denver now 6-9, 27-17. The win at Empower Field at Mile High. How did the Denver Broncos get the win? Who shined in the win? Who stood out that really needed to stick out? I'm going to get to all that and more today on the podcast. You're also going to hear from players in the locker room, Justin Simmons. You're also going to hear from Shelby Harris, from the offensive guys, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, all coming up today on the podcast but first our friends over there at tap 14 1920 blake street just a hop skipping and jump away from course field 70 colorado beers on tap and 100 colorado distilled spirit chef andrea varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair just tremendous head on over there to tap 14 on the web that's tap 14.com tap 14.com Denver gets the win 27-17, and as usual, we'll quickly go over the numbers. Drew Locke for the Denver Broncos, very efficient day. 25 for 33, 192, and a touchdown. No sacks. Want to point that out because we're going to get to that. No sacks and a ESPN QBR, at least, of 70.6. Of course, that's a little bit of a different formula from the regular quarterback rating, if you will. For those who like that quarterback rating number, his was a 99.6. Denver was efficient not only through the air, but also on the ground. Denver, of course, led by Phillip Lindsay, finally started to really run the rock. 19 carries for 109 yards. Phil Lindsay now, I believe, 44 yards away from another 1,000-yard season. Very accomplishing for the former CU back who, oh, by the way, did you know he grew up here? Oh, and he went to college here. Oh, and uh, he was also undrafted. He did not get invited to the Combine, and he did move out of his parents' basement. That Philip Lindsay did score uh, the 27-yard touchdown, which, oh, my gosh, beautiful beautiful running if you have not seen the touchdown yet you need to go see it because it is a 27 yard masterpiece painted by philip Lindsay that just included weaving in and out the cuts left and right it's incredible how quality of a runner he is between the tackles as such a smaller back but boy he can scoot and uh, the denver broncos needed all of those 109 yards to beat the detroit lions today the average 4.5 on the ground as a whole so fairly good number however royce freeman quiet day 3.1 yards per carry on nine carries that's good enough for 28 yards his jersey number and a touchdown of course as well Two drew lock scrambled four times for 10 yards denver receiving wise was actually led by Deshaun hamilton who kind of had a career day 65 yards scored the touchdown first of the year 20 yarder was his longest that was a little bit earlier in the game was targeted only six times so six of six a very efficient day from Deshaun Hamilton. That, of course, uh, just followed Tim Patrick, who had five catches for 48. Cortland Sutton, five catches for 41. Uh, really spread the wealth, if you will. If you're Drew Locke, really kind of went all over the place when it comes to um, receivers. Uh, nine catches 
from, or excuse me, I should say nine different players receiving a catch today for the Denver Broncos, some including uh, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, Andrew Beck, and Noah Fant as well. Two fa- fairly quiet day for Noah Fant, two catches, 10 yards, only on two targets. They simply just did not go his way. Cortland Sutton getting most of the targets that was 10. The Broncos, when we switch to the defensive side of things, looked fairly good as well, too. Two sacks racked up by the rookie, Draymond Jones. He's been coming on real strong. Jeremiah Tachu with a sack as well, too. And Malik Reed, they sacked opposing quarterback David Blau four times. They did not intercept him, but certainly made his life, uh, how should we put this, very difficult on Sunday, 12 for 24, 117 yards passing. Did throw a touchdown, but no interceptions for David Blau as the Denver Broncos defense overall was very stout defensive year for the or defensive game for them. As uh, look, it's going to say 17 on the board, but of course, uh, Jamal. Uh, um, Oh, gosh, his last name. Uh, um, uh, Agnew, excuse me. Uh, Jamal Agnew with the uh, 64-yard punt return for a touchdown. Special teams breaking down again. That was a weakness in this game. But they only allowed 10 points. That's really what it is. I know it's a 17 on the board, but they had the, the punt return. They only allowed 10 points. And, and really, they shouldn't have only allowed 10 points because this is a bad Detroit Lions offense. Obviously, Matt Stafford done for the year. And look, uh, on Johnson and Bo Scarborough can be a nice little 1-2 Iron Bowl tantum backfield. But quite frankly, this is a Denver Bronco defense that if that's the only thing you got going on, they're going to shut you down, and including in the red zone where Denver is a very good red zone team, including uh, in many cases number one in the league in the red zone. Well, red zone today uh, for the uh, Detroit Lions, they were one for two, and for the Broncos, they were two for five. When it comes to time of possession, Denver dominated that number, 36-23. to 23. They, of course, uh, penalize-wise, it was fairly even. Seven penalties for 68 for the Lions. Six penalties for 50 for the Denver Broncos. Offensive linemen compiled for three of those early. Two on Elijah Wilkinson and then uh, one on Garrett Bowles. It really kind of got the crowd a little restless. But they started to uh, gear up and really win the trenches. And, of course, Denver ran the ball very nicely to the tune of 4.6 yards per carry towards uh, as they got uh, with they got the lead and essentially kept the lead so Denver 5 of 12 on third down and uh, when it comes to passing versus rushing for a first downs 13 passing eight rushing so fairly a lot of balance as we transition to the offense and talk about them look the, there was a lot of balance on the offensive side of things they did a, what they needed to do to win the game and quite frankly look they scored 27 points you like to see that. Now, certainly, if you're the Denver Broncos, it wasn't a perfect offensive play, but most certainly they looked um, manageable against a Detroit Lions defense that they should have been able to have at least some success on. They put together drives of, uh, look, and, and this is where I like to see the, um, I, I think this you could put a lot of weight and stock into scoring drives that are, um, you know, nine-plus plays. Because it really shows that you're really uh, driving the field. It's not a clump. T- it's not a one, you know, uh, fluky corner trips and then you get, you get 60 yards off a reception or whatever may be the case. This is a grind you down, 
beat you up type offense that is doing this under Drew Locke. Nine plays, 75 yards, four minutes and 48 seconds off the clock, ends in a Royce Freeman touchdown. Even the field goals, 11 plays, 57 yards, four minutes, 40 seconds, ends in a Brandon McManus 34-yard field goal. And quite frankly, Tim Patrick, you got to stick that football out because that could have been another six. Uh, for the Denver Broncos offense, following in the third quarter, Brandon McManus caps it off with a 26-yard touchdown or 26-yard field goal. 11 plays, 45 yards, 437 off the clock. Deshaun Hamilton's touchdown was an 11-play, 75-yard, five-minute, 43-second drive. That look again, all these even Philip Lindsay's 27-yard run really kind of capping the game. Seven plays, 61 yards. You know, these are these are methodical offenses that are really going down the field and kind of beating up defenses, and you like to see that if you're a Denver Broncos fan because this is an offense that I think you are going to see for a long time. Phillip Lindsey, core piece. Cortland Sutton, core piece. Noah Fant, core piece. Dalton Reisner, uh, maybe even Connor McGovern in the center position. Then, of course, it all surrounds Drew Locke, who, look, this is why I pounded the tape constantly to see Drew Locke because this kid is showing he is a player and this kid is showing he can be a franchise quarterback. He has single-handedly, single-handedly eliminated the need for quarterback in the offseason. Denver has found their guy, make no mistake, and it is now time to build around him. So uh, a very nice couple starts for Drew Locke, who, uh, look, you come in and it is a night and day difference when it comes to this offense and really this team in general. Even the defense gets a little bit of, as uh, you're going to hear from Justin Simmons' interview in just a second, a little bit of swagger from him. And uh, this is exactly what you need from your quarterback because he really is your beacon of light as a team. And again, I say this on the podcast all the time. You either have a franchise quarterback or you are irrelevant. And the Denver Broncos got themselves a franchise quarterback in Drew Locke. I want to give uh, one little statistic and little tidbit before we start to hear from our players from the locker room tonight. Uh, Nikki Javala of The Athletic always does a great job with Broncos coverage. Uh, tweeted this little statistic out. Uh, without Drew Locke this year, a 3-8 and eight record, 15.9 points per game. With Drew Locke, 3-1 and one so far. 22.8 without Drew Locke, 27% on third down, an 81.5 passer rating, and 2.6% of drives ending in a touchdown. Well, with Drew Locke, 44%. That's a 17% increase on third down uh, uh, rating. Quarterback rating, 89.6. That's better by 8 points and 4.7 touchdown percentage. So you can clearly see, obviously, and look, uh, we're starting to get to the point where that's not a lot... That's not a sample size that small. That's four games with Drew Locke. And that's also four games with uh, one of them being against Kansas City. Tough game in that snow. Uh, You're talking about the rookie quarterback start, his first road game, hostile environment against Houston. There is a lot to like here with what is going on with this Denver Broncos offense under Drew Locke. And I'm telling you, and again, I'm going to point this out, no sacks. Remember how we talked about that earlier? All of a sudden... This Broncos offensive line playing a little bit better. And all of a sudden, the Denver Broncos points starting to go up in being scored. Because of Drew Locke, it all rotates around the quarterback. I can't say this enough. And look, there are still problems on this Broncos offense. I am not thrilled with Rich Gangarello still. 
Sorry, I am still on that wagon. I thought the play calling was very moot, very bland in the first half. It wasn't very exciting. There were opportunities to push the ball downfield, and they just simply did not for whatever the reason. And then you started to open it up a little bit more in the third quarter, and then you started to see more success. And it's like, okay, well, we already knew that. We already knew that you could open it up and see success. We've already seen that from Drew Luck, so why don't you do it from the start? It just makes no sense to me. And and for those who, you know, they hit me up on Twitter, and you can, at Ronnie K Radio, you know, I'm very underwhelmed with Rich Gangarello. Very underwhelmed with what I've seen for the first year. He's going to get a second year. Make no mistake. He's going to get a second year. Um, whether I think that's the correct move or not is another story, but he's going to get a second year. Just haven't seen any improvements. I haven't seen this this any change of of understanding that, hey, you know, there are certain things that we should be doing at certain times, and, and it's a fundamental issue that I'm just not seeing improved. And it's like, why don't you open it up immediately from the game if you're the Denver Broncos? Because you know you could take advantage of a bad Detroit Lions. It's not like you're trying to feel the game out against a very good defense. It's it's the Detroit Lions. They're 3-11-1. They're a bad team. Open it up and let the kid throw. There was an opportunity at midfield to go for it on fourth down. This is a five-win team. Go for it, man. Let the, Just let it rip and let this kid get the experience while he can now when it doesn't matter because this team is not good. Whether they finish 7-9 and nine or 6-10, and ten, it doesn't matter. You're not going to remember this season. So you might as well get everything you can out of it. And that includes one more play from one more situation that Drew Locke will make a mistake on and do better on next time. That is a win. But there's just some certain situations that just keep driving me nuts. But oh, we could go on and on of that. And and certainly, look, um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to keep beating that horse uh as uh, oh, there's a lot to get to, including a bunch of player interviews, and we're going to start with Justin Simmons, who talks about Drew Locke in this interview. You're going to hear that next. Welcome back to the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. All right, I promise those player interviews. I'm going to stop mumbling. Let's get to those. This is uh, let's start with Justin Simmons. Thought he had a lot of great things to say, interesting things to say. Talked about Drew Locke as well too. This is Justin Simmons. What should have been a pro bowler, we can talk about that a little bit later in the podcast as well too, but what should have been a pro bowler, and quite frankly, I think is an all-pro, Justin Simmons' post-game locker room after the Detroit Lions win. You know, I think this is kind of what you can hope to expect, you know, in, in the future. I think, uh, obviously, you know, both both teams banged up, you know, IR-wise, but, um, you know, I thought Drew did a great job today. Um, defensively, you know, kind of got off to a bad start um, to start, you know, the first quarter and to start the third quarter. Um, you know, down 10 nothing, but, you know, to have that fight back and to close it out the way we did, I think is, uh, you know, something really promising. How big is it? And, and it, you got to play well in all three phases. How big is it for this team to have found its quarterback? Uh, huge. Huge, man. Like I said, you know, there's just something about him. Um, you know, he has, and I hate to keep saying the same word, but he has that swag, mm-hmm. you know, that swagger that, um, you know, is just natural natural leader. Um, guys want to follow him, and he has that, you know, contagious spirit. And so, um, you know, that when we had that drive on the sideline, you know, as a defense, man, we get the rest. You know, we come back out juiced up. Um, and to see those guys, you know, grinding, you know, we want to make it a three and out, keep the momentum going, and get those guys the ball back. And so um, it's just been – it was a great, man. It was a great team effort today. 
Justin, Dejan Hamilton, big game for him today. Kind of a coming out party for him. What will you see from him? Yeah. Can, were you guys expecting a game like this from him at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we've seen it, you know, for we've seen it for a while now. Um, obviously, you know, Deshaun being in his second year, um, we all know the type of talent he is, and um, I'm so happy, you know, for him that he, you know, got a shot and he was he was doing so so well today. Um, so I'm happy for him, man, and. I think, you know, he's another integral part of what we do. Um, and I think that was proven today. So I was really happy for him. How do you think Trey did and the rest of the defense with uh, K-Jack I thought we did good. Um, you know, there's, there's no replacing, um, you know, Kareem and, and what he brings, um, you know, both on the, you know, setting guys up at the safety spot and then, you know, his physicality in the back end. And so, um, but I thought Trey did, I thought Trey did really well, um, you know. 17 points, um, you know, to kind of, you know, they had guys hurt, you know, here and there. But 17 points, I thought we did fairly well. And, um, you know, we'll just look at the film and learn from the mistakes. How nice was it to be here at home in, in a game where it was pretty much decided by the end and not coming down to the last play like some of these have? Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, I think every game, you know, there's going to be a there's going to be a series both on offense and defense where you got to go out and, you know, like answer the bell. Um, you know, for us, when we... When we had that score, um, and there might have been like, I don't know, uh, four minutes or something left, you know, to have a quick three and out um, was huge for our defense, right? That's, I think, something in the past where we just haven't done quite as well. Um, and then to come back out and to, and to stop them again. So, um, you know, from a defensive standpoint, I think you see the growth, you know, constantly bringing in new guys because of so many injuries, but you see the growth, and I'm excited. One more game left. How much can these last two games, finishing on a high note, really springboard you guys into the offseason? I think it'll be huge. I think it'll be huge. Um, it'll just give, you know, a lot of the guys um, that are earning reps right now a lot of confidence, you know, moving forward. And um, that's all you need, you know, in this league is a little bit of confidence, and, you know, you just take care of the rest. And so I think uh, it'll be huge for us, and we want to make sure we end this season on the right note because it just hasn't gone you know, our way most of it. So, of course, Justin Simmons a lot to say about Drew Locke, and he also had a teammate that had a lot to say about Drew Locke and Shelby Harris. I want to play this interview next. Got a chance to, to catch up with Shelby Harris, who talked about Drew Locke and said, boy, that gunslinger, he kind of looks like uh, another Hall of Famer that uh, you may know. Brett, uh, Brett Favre? Favre? It's uh, Shelby Harris post game after the Detroit Lions win. It's big, you know. It's just, uh, you know, Drew's going out there proving himself every week, and, you know, he has the whole locker room behind him. Everyone loves him here. Like I said, I swear, he reminds me of Brett Favre. You know, I grew up a Packer fan. He just reminds me of the gunslinger. <laughs> you know, it's just, I always tell him he needs to take off that bulky knee brace though, and look like a quarterback. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, we all love Drew. We're all behind Drew, and we all, uh, you know, we can't wait. We can't wait to see his progression. The confidence that a quarterback can actually give a defense—it it may not seem congruous, but I would imagine it's probably true, isn't it? No, it's contagious. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, when you have a quarterback that goes out there and, and I think they scored in five straight drives, it was—you know—that it only helps the defense. You know, just go out there and you gotta—you gotta hold your end, hold up your end of the bargain. You know, so uh, you know, with uh, you know, with Drew behind us and you know the offense clicking. It, all we can do. And sustained drives, too, the kind that can give you guys a little rest. Yeah, you know, it was nice to sit on the bench for a little yeah. bit. You know, the first couple drives, you know, it was, it, was, it was a little quick in and out. But, you know, after, you know, they scored that touchdown, we they turned it on. And, you know, perfect timing. Thanks. No problem. How important is it to? Less than 100 yards passing. Less than 100 yards rushing from them. That was, I mean, talk about, you know, the defensive performance. You know, uh... Honestly, I feel like this defensive performance really had to do a lot with the offense. You know, the offense was over here holding drives and they were scoring, and 
And, you know, because if you think about it, most of the yards came on the, on, when they scored those 10 points. You know? And then after that, you know, it was really like the offense was giving us rest and we were going out there and, and performing in three and outs and, you know, uh, stopping them from scoring. And uh, honestly, I got to say this, though, commend, uh, you got to commend the offensive line. You know, everyone, everyone was getting hurt. And, uh, you know, they, they plugged the guys in, and Jake Rogers got his first game time today. And, uh, you know, happy for him. And, uh, you know, this is this is what a team is, you know. Uh, you know, you plug people in, and they just got to go do their job. Shout out to my boy Draymond, though, out there killing it, two sacks. You know, so, uh, you know, that's the thing about this team. Everyone's happy for each other. Everybody wants everyone to do great. It's not one person that's mad because that's the other person's doing good. You know, we're all behind each other. And you knocked down yet another ball, although Vaughn got one, too. So did he take one of yours? Ah, no, no, no. But, you know... Call me Shaq, you be Kobe. You <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, honestly, that <laughs> no. But uh, you know, it's just uh, you know anything to help the team. You know, at the end of the day, uh, like that's why we get our hands up in the first place. You know, it's just anything to help the team. Anything, you know, it could have been somebody open behind them. You never know. So it's just you know, if you can't get to the quarterback, the next best thing is to knock the ball down. Welcome back, Broncos Blitz Podcast. Of course, want to say thanks to our defensive friends joining us on the podcast. That'd be Justin Simmons and. Shelby Harris, let's shift to the offense. Let's talk about the wide receivers. Because, wow, Deshaun Hamilton had himself a game, nice little game where, tell you what, he's got a little bit of mojo cooking with Drew Locke. And this could have everything to do with the fact that Drew Locke is just a better quarterback, is maybe actually looking for him, giving him another opportunity. Let's remember, Deshaun Hamilton's dropped some very key passes this year, even dating back to the regular season opener when he dropped that pass against the Oakland Raiders. And of course, now he gets his opportunity to get a little bit of a revenge as the Denver Broncos close their season with the Oakland Raiders coming up next. But you're talking about Deshaun Hamilton, who, look, uh, has been a little bit more active in the receiving game. This has been a Deshaun Hamilton who, in in previous games with Joe Flacco, Brendan Allen, you know, the targets were just simply not there. Uh, you know, the most he was ever targeted was six times, and that was the Chicago Bears game. And then it dropped off real hard against Indy and Buffalo and the Chargers and then you started to see Drew Locke come into play in the, you know, the Kansas City game. He's targeted nine times against Detroit today, six times where he scores his first touchdown of the game. You know, this is a little bit more activity for Deshaun Hamilton, and this is huge for Denver because Denver needs to see Deshaun Hamilton really be a productive guy for them because they they could use him as a solid four wide receiver. He is not a three. Okay, make no mistake. And quite frankly, I don't know if he can play that slot. But he can be solid wide receiver depth. You are seeing that. And I think you're starting to see him blossom a little bit. And you know what? If he's even better next year, who knows? Denver's going to be looking for a, a, another wide receiver. Quite frankly, they should be looking for either a two or somebody who can really just simply sit in the slot and just be a great slot receiver. Uh, they could be looking for multiple talents, including in the free agency, but also the draft. So uh, Denver's going to be looking for wide receiver talent, but I also think that means that Deshaun Hamilton just slides down the depth chart a little bit, but is still active. You know, this certainly means a little bit different for guys behind him, but I don't think this is a Deshaun Hamilton that all of a sudden we're saying in the offseason, you know what, this guy really hasn't done anything. We're probably just going to drop him off. 
I think there's a lot of productivity here that could be utilized and, and potentially for the Denver Broncos, this could be somebody that you look at uh, for next year as another weapon you add to the arsenal for Drew Locke. So let's hear from Deshaun Hamilton, the guy who had, uh, well, very much his career day as an NFL pro Deshaun Hamilton in the locker room post game after the win against the Detroit Lions. Feel, feel good. Um, obviously, game with a win, end of the game with a win. Everybody having a great game, great performance, offense, defense. So I feel amazing. This is a game you were waiting for to actually happen this season. Uh, I mean, yeah, not necessarily waiting, but hoping that it was going to happen. Just staying true to the process, really, and, and just being ready. Um, obviously, things been up and down, stuff like that this year. But for as long as I just try to stay true to myself, uh, stay true to my teammates. You know, they always kept uplifting me and things like that. But, um, but yeah, this just been like a, a game that I've been hoping that had happened a lot earlier. How do you battle that, Nation? When you when you have moments where you make a play and then one slips away from you, how do you maintain the confidence and the positivity to do the things that you did today? I mean, uh, trying to get y'all to stop talking about it as much um, so I can put it behind me and not worry about it no more. But, um, but yeah, like I said, it's really just a matter of continuing to go into work every single day. It's all about perspective, making perspective your reality. Um, keeping a positive attitude at all times as well, and things like that. So really, it's just like you learn it through the NFL season, the, the highs and lows of it, and how it goes. Uh, I learned obviously a lot this year. So really, just just a matter of always keeping the faith, staying positive, and doing what I need to do. Does that make this kind of like a sigh of relief game for you? Like, hey, it, it's out there now. I've done it. I'm back in the end zone. I'm, I'm feeling better about the way I'm playing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like you get a monkey off your back, but at the same time, like I've, I know I've always been able to do stuff like this. It just took longer than and I would love to love to too but uh, God has his own plan and, and thing I can't really question his timing so it's really just all a matter of as long as I stay true to myself like I said keep faith in myself um, and then you know just keep going out and, and playing my heart out for my teammates that's how things just continue to roll that way. How much is elevating a little bit the way that Drew moves the ball around in this offense he looks for a lot of different guys good opportunities to be had. I mean yeah Drew just knows you know Basically, what looks is going to happen, or, or he's basically able to improvise based off of what's given to him and what's not given to him, and things of that sort. So, um, it takes a really like anybody that's running routes for him, anybody blocking for him, takes all 11 guys to do their job, be where, they, be where he expects them to be, make his job easier, and that's how he's able to facilitate. Like that. As the season went along, Deshaun Hamilton live on Denver 7 having his big year. Like today, they put Darius Slay on him one and one. Did you feel it's imperative for you other guys to step up? Uh, I mean, no, I just don't really need to put pressure on ourselves. Uh, we just got to go in and perform like the way we know we can. And, and obviously, Quiz is going to draw the attention that he obviously has deserved and the, the respect that he deserves and things of that sort. So you just got to go out and just do what you need to do. You don't really got to worry about who's masked up on who. Just get open and, and make your plays. Deshaun, the swagger that Drew plays with, does that translate to you guys in the receiving core as well? I mean, yeah, like Drew, always, he's going to always have his swagger and his own personal little pizzazz a lot of stuff. I stole that word from Noah. But um, uh, but the receivers, like I said, like we play among one another. We feed off of one another. So we bring our own type of swag, bring our own type of energy. And then that mixed in with Drew. That is obviously contagious throughout the whole offense. And, and you know, that's how we're able to obviously keep standing drives, keep making plays for one another, uh, feed off of one another. And one guy makes a play here, another guy's going to make another play, things of that sort. So it's really just a matter of guys just, you know, like feeding off of each other's energy. The receivers especially work a tight-knit group. So any type of success one person sees, everybody feels like that success happened to them as well. And everybody can't wait to make the next play. 
So that's Tayshawn Hamilton post-game after the win against the Detroit Lions. Let's now shift to his teammate on the other side of the field, and sometimes side-by-side, Cortland Sutton, who, uh, of course, has been the shining light for the Denver Broncos on offense this year, an emerging star is, is Cortland Sutton, really becoming one of the premier wide receivers in this league. And Cortland Sutton had a lot to say about his teammates and the win against the Detroit Lions. It's awesome to see that because they deserve that. They earned it. They, from week in and week out, showing up, doing work before practice, doing work after practice, those dudes deserve everything that they got today and the rest of the future coming up. So today, How big is it to have the kind of momentum now and ability to... to break off four consistent scoring drives that both are they're taking time off the clock um that's something rather this offense just simply wasn't able to do earlier in the season you know it's, it's uh encouraging to be able to see those things um it's it's one of those things that when we're able to sustain drives and not come off the field on three and outs and stuff and be able to convert on third downs. Um, it's amazing to be able to be in that position because, you know, we're all ultimately helping ourselves, putting ourselves in position to go score, but we're giving our defense a chance to go over there and break down whatever's going on and get a break so that when they come on the field, they're full go and can go out there and play fast. And when they're playing fast, you know, we see what they can do. And um, it's just, it's really encouraging to see that. And, and I'm excited to see it continue um, into uh, next next week and then hopefully the, the, the future. Was it a little bit of? Hold on, you got you got to ask me again. I was go ahead. I can't hear you. Do you feel like you're finally playing up to your potential? You guys talked about the preseason. Uh, you know we've had flashes in other parts of the of the season. You know, um, but this game definitely was. Uh, another flash, and hopefully it's it's not just flashes. Hopefully it's one of those things that it happens, and it's it's a continuous thing. And you know, um, it's one of those things that it's not questioned each week. It's one of those things that it's um, kind of just known. Go ahead, bro. Thank you, boss. All right. Uh, you guys spread the ball around a lot. Was it Drew kind of passing it around? Or was it kind of pick your poison type of stuff? It was pick your poison. You know, we had it, each week. You know, the the guys that were eating, they shine and Tim. The they they get open each week, and you know they had opportunities today, and they made the best of the opportunities. And it's like I said before, it's amazing and and fun to see those dudes go out there and play and, and have fun because you know we with the position we play. Being able to make make plays and feel like you're contributing to the game in the passing game because we are wide receivers, it's 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 amazing um, and it's exciting for them. I'm excited for them. Um, I might be more excited than they are, honestly, because them dudes eight and it's just it's it's so much fun when you get to see your boys who work just as hard as you each week go out there and have the success they had. Another mature effort by Drew Locke as well. Right, right. Give me a sense for his development, how quickly it's coming along now after four starts. You know, he gets better each week. You know, um, he gets he gets to go out there and and work each week and practice and film room and he's growing and uh, being a being a young guy. That's all. That's literally the best thing that you can do is continue to grow and develop your game, especially at quarterback. It's one it's one of the hardest hardest positions in sports and. For him to come in and do what he's doing at such a young part of his career, um, it's, it's, I know it's probably um, exciting for him, but for us that are involved in, in a part of it, it's exciting to see him have the success that he's having and watch him grow each week. So, of course, that's Cortland Sutton post game after the Denver Broncos win. Uh, very much uh, a big thank you to our wide receiver friends, Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton post game after the win. 
Two from the offense, two from the defense. Sounds like good balance. Sounds like the Denver Broncos offense today. They had some good balance and certainly uh, utilized that run game when they needed to and certainly could throw for success. But again, it also should be noted that is a Detroit Lions team that is now 3-11-1. But Denver, after starting the season so poorly, uh, look, all of a sudden, digging themselves out of a hole. This is a team that, you know, at one point, it was looking like it was going to turn for the worst. It was just, uh, it was a very tough first 0-4 skid. Of course, they saw the Bears loss in the last second with the, the call, and then the Jaguars loss. Look, you start to think about these certain plays. The Chicago game the Jacksonville game, and let's go with the 50-plus yarder that Adam Vinatieri hit against Indy to win the game in the last second. You flip those three games, and I know we're playing the if-and-but game, but you flip those games, and this is a 9-6 and six team. All of a sudden, you look at this, and you're like, wow, 9-6? and six? We could finish 10-6? and six? That's almost good enough for the postseason. I mean, there there is a lot to like. By the way, at nine and six, you'd be the wild card team right now. You were the Denver Broncos, so certainly, look, there's a lot to like for this Denver Broncos team moving forward into 2020. And if you're the Denver Broncos, um, you know, it, the most important question has been solved, and that's the quarterback situation. And that's why I think if you're if you're a Denver fan, you should be very very excited for what the Denver Broncos have building right now. And I know it's hard to see right now because they're five or they're six and nine, and you know things look gloomy, and there aren't a ton of people in the stands. Whatever. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of people be a real negative about this team. There is a lot to like about this team moving forward. And of course it starts with their franchise quarterback in drew lock. So, very good stuff on the podcast today. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, you listening. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. I am back full-time finally again. Uh, I was. I have to apologize, and I, I appreciate y'all uh, kind of bearing with me as the podcast had to take uh, about uh, almost a full week off. Boy, I, I had the the flu. It was, it was like everything except for vomiting, not to put a nasty little thought in your brain uh, it was the chills it was fever it was coughing sneezing wheezing there was stuff coming out of my nose it was oh it was gross but i'm back and i'm healthy and we're going full gear into the final game of the season with the oakland raiders of course coming up and then into the off season with the podcast so stay with it at milehighsports.com you can follow me for more info on of course all our podcasts that we have and I'm always posting those up on our Twitter. And, of course, you can always follow and interact. And if you ask a question or you have a question, I'll answer it. Be sure to throw it up there up on our Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. All done for the Broncos Blitz Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Be sure to find archives of the Broncos Blitz Podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.